0: Good evening, it is Victoria Warfel with Dream Dogs, and this is our weekly webinar, which turns into our weekly YouTube upload and our weekly podcast um, at How to Train Your Service Dog. So if you haven't subscribed, if you haven't checked it out, if you don't know what the podcast is, what a podcast is, well, wake up, it's 2019, and podcasts are flipping amazing. Um, What you do is you go on your phone. Uh, and you go to your podcast player. You can also download one, um, but it comes with the phones, and then you just search how to train your service dog, or you can search up Dream Dogs, that's D-O-G-Z for Dream Dogs. Um, But if you search up how to train your service dog, you will find us, and you can subscribe, and then you can listen to us anywhere. I love podcasts. I listen to them all the time. You know, my favorite place to listen to them is in the car and in the shower. So I'll take my phone in there with me and sit, and while I'm washing my hair, shaving or bathing a dog, I get to listen to a podcast. Uh, The nice thing about podcasts is you get great information that you're interested in delivered right to your phone, and you don't have any pesky commercials to have to deal with, okay? So hi, guys. Is everyone signing in? Um, I did get off to a little bit late start. I was on the phone, and I do apologize for that, Um, but it was only a one-minute late start. So, hey, Kimmy, I miss you, too. Uh, We do have group class on Saturday, so if you can make it, that would be awesome. Uh, Now, we are moving the time of our group class from 10 a.m. to 9 a.m. because it is outside. And I was as hot as the devil's armpit on Saturday or Sunday at group. So I did not want to do that again this weekend, so we're going to do a 9 until 10. And then uh, we do have Ocala Comic-Con this weekend. So we need to get out of here as soon as possible after that because Rich and Luke are very excited about going to uh, to Comic-Con. And so it's Karen and so am I. So we need to get up there to Comic-Con uh, and then we're gonna be there on Sunday as well. So if you look at our schedule and you're trying to book for Saturday or Sunday, that's why we're blocked out is because we wanna go up there. Now, if you really need to see us this weekend, and that's the only time that works for you. Talk to me because we can get something worked out time-wise. But just, just know the Comic-Con super fun. And if uh, you're, she's working, but I'll let you know which Saturday she gets off. Perfect. Uh, and then we'll do Sundays as well, sometimes, um, for group. But like I said, it's going to be Saturday at 9. So um, we're going to start with talking about group class on Sunday. Because that's what it was this week. You get two group classes this week, Saturday, Sunday and Saturday. Um, so what we did is we started at nine with some dogs who'd come up for social time and social time is they get together and they just get to play. Now we should have been walking around the area, but we just all sat and run and play. Um, now one of the dogs was a little bit testy and, uh, just, uh, a little rumbly, I guess, is the right word, with uh, with a couple of the other dogs. You know what? That's fine. That's normal. We want the dogs to communicate that way. And here's the thing is sometimes whenever a dog gets a little grumbly uh, type of thing, uh, people, oh, no, 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 shh, 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 It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And they'll pet the dog and everything else. Well, that's the wrong attitude to take. What you need to do is figure out why the dog's getting grumbly and stop it. So Django got a little bit grumbly, so he went in. You know, you don't get crumbly with other dogs. He's usually good with people, um, loves people. Other dogs, he, if they're not crazy, he's usually good. Okay. Um, and that's one of the things, even before he came here, you know, crazy energy dogs he doesn't care for, hyperactive dogs he doesn't care for. Um, so, it's something he has to get used to is being bugs. Um, which is why whenever we have boot camp dogs in here, um, it's it's all good, and he gets to interact with them, so he was going up to one of them today uh, that we were working with, and, uh, and then just trying to be a jerk, so we, we told him to go away, so not every dog is perfect, guys, um, so that's one of, of things Django's working on, but like I said, what happened was, uh, you know, it, and it happens, so what happens is Second dog comes up to your dog. You know, another dog comes up to your dog. Your dog goes, well, it's not your dog who should be in trouble. It's the other dog, right? Because the other dog should understand dog warning signs and get it before your dog gets to that point. Okay. So I always advocate for the dog. So if, um, if a dog comes up to, to Django, comes up to Zoe, comes up to a dog, right? And, and that dog feels like they have to go, like, get away from me, especially Zoe, who, like, she speaks dog pretty good. I'm going to advocate for Zoe and get that other dog away if they don't move away on their own and teach them that, no, that's not right. And what happens a lot, and we would seen a lot whenever we'd hit the dog parks in Gainesville, is that the owners are like, well, my dog's allowed to go up to everybody. And it, what it happens is it turns that dog into a bully, that he's allowed to do whatever he wants, and there's no consequences for him action. Uh, and I don't like that. So um, like I said, I always use an e collar if I can to help um, or anything. I'll use space. I'll get in there, you know, whatever to help uh, help that dog in who who needs to learn that stuff. Okay. If that makes any sense. Hey, Boomer's dad. Um, Boomer is doing good. He misses you guys. Kara um, who hate pandemonium, right? And then Kimmy says she's always off on Sundays. Sunday, girl, you should come to a comic con this Sunday. We will be there. Uh, And I don't know which service dog I'm bringing. Um, It all depends. depends on which outfit I can find that will fit all of them too. Um, I'd like to bring Gypsy and I'd like to bring Django. So we'll see. Candy, I don't know if she's quite ready for it. Uh, But we'll see. I like to switch out dogs. So yeah, so I just, I wanted to let you guys know that if your dog does err a little bit at another dog, part, I don't want to make excuses, but if I can understand why, so Django did that a little bit at gold school. He roared in a couple dogs. Like I said, he, he kind of like, I don't want him to do that. He doesn't like the weird energy. I'm not, I don't want to make excuses for my dog and I'm not making excuses for him. He does get corrections for that because he's, he was a three. Now he's a four month old puppy and he has no business doing that. Um, but, you know, I can understand why. Okay. He was a puppy that week ago in school, we were there for a solid week and it was a lot for, for him. You know, he needed some more downtime than what he got. Cause we were so busy with it. Uh, so, you know, that's, we like short. So we took him to uh, Walmart today. Um, Rich had an eye appointment. And so him and I got to Django and I got to walk around the store, get some shopping done, then go and wait for the eyes. Uh, Rich's eye stuff to be done. He was the happiest dog walking all over the store and, you know, posing for pictures, he's great with posing for pictures. Uh, you know, and that's, I have to write that in his book that he got to go to Walmart for, I think we were there for like one, two hours, it was forever. Um, but like an hour of it was just sitting waiting for Rich to get his eyes done and uh, pick out frames with them. So, you know, he was great. People came up to us and told us how pretty he was, how good he was, how calm he was, how pretty he was, how pretty he was, how pretty he was, pretty he was. Uh, which is always good to hear. Um, but, you know, so so he got that. Now, we took Candy yesterday because she had a vet appointment. And so afterwards, I'm like, let's swing by Walmart because she needs an outing. Um, so we try not to hit Walmart multiple times. <laughs> but whenever it's Florida, it's hot. And there's Walmart in town that's air conditioned. That's a good place to go for public access training. So we brought Candy in. And she's getting much better with the slippy floors. Uh, it used to be whenever she'd go in the, the automatic door, she was like, ooh, automatic doors. And then she'd get on the carpet. And she's like, I don't want to get on the slippy. Like you're getting on the slippy floors. So she was there and looking around and someone's like, oh, she's nervous. And I'm like, well, pin a rose on your nose. You figured it out. I'm like, it's her third outing with us. And I'm like, she'll get over it. And then she was just so good. And all these kids were like, look, it's a Doberman. Look at the dog. Look at the dog. Look at the dog. Look at the dog. We heard it more yesterday with Candy than I heard it today with Django. Today I got, he's so pretty. Look at those colors. I've never seen a dog that color before. What type is he? Uh, which is great. You know, I don't mind telling people. Um, the problem is I'll tell him he's a Malinois and they Malamar? No, oh, he's a Malinois. Or if I call him a Belgian shepherd, which is what I like to do, sometimes I'll say like, oh, I thought he was a Malinois. I'm like, well, that's a Belgian shepherd. So the nice thing is he does have two names. He's a Malinois, Belgian shepherd, or a Belgian Malinois shepherd or something. But the Belgian shepherd, he looks a little like a German shepherd. So, you know, I get people, is that a German Shepherd? And I'll say, no, he's a Belgian Shepherd. Well, you don't have to get all hoity toity about it. I'm like, no, seriously, he's a Belgian Shepherd. I'm not being like a snob. You know, I don't say Candy's a Serbian Doberman. People, I tell you, they're just weird. Um, so, yeah, so like I said, we did go to Walmart, which was great. So, Django got the outing today. Candy got an outing yesterday. And then on Saturday, this past weekend, we went up to Moon Raven Apothecary. They had a holistic animal expo, so Rich and I went up with Gypsy. So that was her outing. So everyone's got outings, which is great. Now we need to do boot camp dogs. We have um, Bailey in. I think Bailey's the only service dog one we have in right now. Pretty sure. I'd have to check it and see. Um, so Bailey's going to start getting some outings, but we don't like to do that the first couple of weeks because we want to build that relationship first. Make sure it's. It's all good. You know, especially Bailey's a low ride. We're going to have to lift him up into the to the Jeep and out of the Jeep and stuff. Um, but we like to make sure that it's all good first. Uh, so let's see. Melissa says, Finn went to a pet store opening $20 free coupons. Perfect timing. He nearly outgrown his puppy collar. Uh, 13 weeks old, 30 pounds, and now wearing a medium collar. I forgot how quickly puppies grow, right? Yeah, he needs a new link in his prong collar. Because I was like, whoops, and I didn't bring an extra link. Um, so yeah, so he he did that. And then his um, his vest was a little bit snug. You can kind of see it in some of the pictures. It's a little bit snug there. So we need to loosen that up for him a bit. Uh, but that's the fun thing with puppies is they're always growing. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, so that's group. What are, what else are we doing with group class? We are incorporating the Nipopo stuff into group. So how we did that this week, is we worked on heel in place. Uh, And it's a different type of heel where you don't have to worry about the leash. So a lot of what we do, did, what we did, is leash guidance work. And, uh, you know, using the leash to show the dog what to do. Well, the problem with using the leash is you want a dog who can work off leash as well. And that takes a lot more time to get it on leash and then wean him away from any food lures, wean him away from any hand motions to do it. Um, so we, we don't always want to do that, you know, to have that where they're reliant on it. So what we did is we, uh, you know, we started working on letting them know, uh, when they're in our space, using the knee popo way to train a heal and, uh, and, and place as well, instead of doing that, luring over it, getting them used to it, it was a little bit different and it was fun. So we have something else scheduled for group class on Saturday, but what we're doing is, um, the knee way for these things. Uh, we also have had numerous requests for a nose work class, so we're going to be putting one of those together. I don't know if we're going to do it during normal group time or if we're going to schedule a workshop or what. So if you guys have any ideas, let me know. The nice thing with a workshop is so you can get more done in a shorter amount of time without that longer commitment, but sometimes the dog needs that extra time to do well and improve on it. Camry Shaw said, uh, when people ask me if Oliver's a German Rottweiler, I'm like, no, he's a Serbian Rottweiler. Right? <laughs> well, that's, I didn't realize that Doberman with two ends, Doberman, and, um, Doberman Pinscher are different. So Doberman Pinscher is what they call them over here. And they're called Dobermans with two ends over in Europe. So I'm like, well, then I'm just going to call Candy a Doberman. <laughs> See how that goes. Um, So what questions do you guys have for me this week? Uh, Yes, he's still on his E-collar. Yes, he's still on his prong collar sometimes. Sometimes he's on a slip lead. He also usually has on his normal flat collar. Um, He has a leather one and we got it. I'm terrible at measuring sizes for collars and stuff. So we've got this collar and it was too small for any of my dogs. So it's been perfect for him. So he's been wearing that. I have a new order from uh, Martin Systems, which has the chameleon and stuff. I have a couple of clients who have been waiting on their chameleons. Um, so that shipped out today. And then I have like two more, I think, that I have to order. Um, so I figure I'll order those next month because I know there can be more stuff I want. But we do have a couple of clack clack boards coming. Um, so, Karen, if you're on here, hopefully I can get your clack clack board to you this weekend. Hopefully it'll be here by then considering it's Tuesday and it's shipped. I'm hoping it arrives, you know, Thursday or Friday at the latest. Um, but we'll be able to, to play with the clack clack boards and utilize that to the fullest. I want to. Of the things I love guys is how amazing our, our clients are whenever we work with them. So we had a really great turnout to group on Saturday and, uh, you know, some really nice, nice, uh, progress, nice results, nice success there. Um, one awesome thing that has nothing at all to do with dogs at all is, uh, we had a new baby goat born on the property yesterday. So you guys know we have goats and we, uh, we got a new herd, I want to say about two months ago, but I'd have to check our papers and see exactly when we got them. Uh, she was downsizing. So it was, I think, nine goats. Yes, nine goats. It was six females, one daddy, and then two babies. Um, and the the daddy and the babies, of course, are boys and the six girls. So we put them Um, We had set up an area across the driveway to kind of quarantine, but we had set that up to move our goats over and our goats were like, no, we want to be over here where we're used to. Instead of over there where it's actually more space. So they escaped. So we just put them back where they were, but we had this area that was all set up for goats. So when we brought these nine goats on, we put them over there. And then as time went by and they were doing well with the daddy and with the boys. So we have an area, um, I call it the trapezoid. But it's where our goats hang out at. And then there's three, um, two 30 by 30, one 30 by 40 pen off of it. So like the chicken coop is in one of them. The girls are in one and the boys are in the other. So the boys are all there. Um, so they'd come out at night and the girls would be out during the day. Well, the boys are in their 30 by 30 right now. Um, and the girls have access because we got all the girls together. Because we knew there was a baby coming. I think three, two more are still pregnant. So we have that and we, um, we found, Rich went down yesterday to feed them, and there was a new baby goat, and it's a girl. So I really am happy that we have a girl baby because we had, how many babies were born this year, Rich? This year, you count all the other ones? Yeah, um, uh, we had one, one, I think this one two, and three. Yeah, it would make eight. So yes, yeah, so we had seven babies born, Five of them were boys so far this year and only two girls. So this makes number three for the girls. She's gorgeous. I think she's going to have blue eyes. Like the bottoms are blue and the tops are brown. So we'll see. But she's just, she's super pretty and I'm super stoked. So we got a new girl. And then, uh, like I said, two more are pregnant. So we'll see how many babies they have and what they have and how pretty they are. Um, But if you want to see, go to my Facebook, my Facebook, Victoria Warfel, and, and you'll see their pictures.
1: Okay, oh, a little
0: dog training um, uh, um, uh, safety thing that I didn't know
1: is that uh, is that you'll probably you might see me wearing a lot more sunglasses because it turns out in Florida, um, uh, in Florida, the average and typical age for people to start to start getting the the signs of cataracts is about forty-eight to fifty. And um uh, he's just starting fifty one, I'm just starting to get the signs of doing that and it might have had something to do with me not wearing a lot of sunglasses and not really liking sunglasses. So you might see me wearing a lot more and the way apparently to pro- to postpone getting them for decades would be to wear more sunglasses when you're younger and you're out in the sun. So all right. So, but, I found that out. That's my learning for today.
0: So show them your sunglasses. You can't tell oh. them all that and not give them a fashion show. So
1: I've got these two cheap pairs that I found somewhere on the beach about five or six years he ago. We bought them whenever he went to the beach because he thought it made him look like the Terminator. The Terminator, almost. Eh? pretty close. Like that is okay. There's that, and then there's this one right here. Pretty, pretty close. That's motorcycle, Scott. Okay, okay, all right. Put
0: one of them in the jeep. So you have that, and then one of them in here for whenever you're walking dogs. Okay, super fun, right? Aren't you glad you guys got to hear that? But yeah, so apparently, um, so why we went to Walmart today was he needed to get his eyes examined um, because we put doggy doors in, and we all open them up and let them, the dogs run in and out um, in the morning, and sometimes in the afternoon and at night. But uh, he couldn't find his glasses one day. Well, it turns out um, we found them outside. Yeah, yeah, we think Gypsy grabbed them and brought them outside, and. Um, they were kind of bent, and then he was putting them on, and the the frame popped. Well, they fixed it, so he can use them. But he he said he needed a new. It's been two years since his last eye exam and glasses. Um, and that was his first set of glasses. So, uh, so yeah. So we went in today, and uh, and found out that he has the beginnings of cataracts, and he kind of freaked out. So I'm like, that's why I've been telling him for years to wear sunglasses outside, and he won't. So now he will. Uh, Bob Dylan his second pair. I'll tell him that he'll like that more. Uh, Cheryl says congrats on Gypsy's OFA and elbows. thank you so yeah on uh, last week on Thursday we went down to um, I forgot about that down to Tampa uh, to uh, to get Gypsy's OFA for her hips and her elbows and this is something we need to do before we breed her so Candy's gonna have to go through this as well. so we uh, we went down. I got those taken care of and, uh, and came back stopped for dinner because of course Rich was with us and he likes to stop for dinner. But uh but brought Gypsy. She was she's so fantastic out in public. Like whenever we were first training her up and she was a puppy and she wasn't fantastic out in public, and I'd take her out for training, and I take Aaron out for an outing and I'm like, oh my god, this is so nice. Like Aaron knows what to do. I don't have to tell him what to do, he just knows what to do because we've done it so often. She's at that point, and she's not even two. So I was happy. Um, I did ask the vet. I said, you know, she's going to be two in August. So she's 22 months old instead of 24 months old. So these are technically the prelims, uh, preliminary x-rays. They're supposed to have the official ones after they turn two. Uh, is that okay? And he said, yeah, nothing's going to change this late in the game. So he said their hips are not excellent hips, but they should be good or fair, um, which is fine. So there's pass, basically, and fail um, for OFAs. For elbows, it's normal or not normal. And he says hers hers are normal. For hips, there's seven grades. Seven grades: uh, the excellent, good, fair, borderline, and different forms of dysplasia. So as long as you get excellent, good, or fair, you're good. Now, one of the things the vet said, which I thought I didn't think of, I thought was a little peculiar. But I mean, I'm not the professional vet here. I'm the professional dog trainer. But what he said was uh, even if you discount, he said, if you discount all the dogs who have dysplasia, that really gets rid of the the genetic contributions they could make to the gene pool, and it's taking that small part of dogs, a small section of dogs, and cuts out half of it. So he said, you know, you really don't want to just discard them just for that. Um, if they have other outstanding characteristics, and he says, not that it's going to be an issue with her. So I was glad about that that she she should have good or fair. I'd be happy with that because it's still passing, um, you know. And there's only a fine line between them sometimes as well. So I'd be fine with good or fair. Um, and then we also found out so we're going to breed her to Loki. Um, her to Loki's on limited registration, so if we breed with him, we cannot register the puppies through AKC. And while that's not my ultimate end goal. My ultimate end goal is happy, healthy dogs who can be service dogs and good pet dogs. <sighs> it's a big consideration. So we had three baby daddies lined up for her. Um, and unless we can get for registration on Loki, um, we, he's probably going to be out of the running, unfortunately. Um, so some of you guys know him. Um, we also have Aiden. Aiden is owned by a great friend of ours, She-Ra, in, uh, up in the Gainesville area, and we treated him when he was a puppy for service work. He came with us to Disney. Uh, he's super sweet. He's, he's mellow, so Loki has more energy. Um, Aiden's much more mellow. Um, Aiden's great at his job. He's a service dog as well. He's already passed all his health testing, so we'd be good to go there. Um, and his owner, you know, we were in contact, and then there's uh, another one, Anjanette. Uh, we were talking with her, and she's up in West Virginia. So those are her three possible baby daddies. Um, But we're hoping she comes into heat. So Gypsy's a golden retriever. Um, She should be coming into heat August, September. So depending on when it is, um, we have uh, IACP conference the beginning of September. And if she's in heat, she can't come with us, which means it would be Django or Candy. um, And Gypsy would stay here. So whenever she's knocked up in preggers, um, least stress is possible. So she'll be having like a vacay for two months. Because it's two months of pregnancy and then two months of the puppies on the ground. The first month, the mom does most of the work. The second month, we help out a lot more. So there's going to be four months that she is going to be out of commission as a service dog. And same with Candy, whenever we breed Candy. So Candy should come into heat this month. We're not breeding her this month because we have to do all her health testing. So we're looking at getting that done this fall maybe. And then doing her health testing in um, or her possibly in December, depending on when Gypsy gets knocked up and everything. Um or next year at this time, so next year at this time Django would be over a year old, so that would make me more comfortable because then I'd still have a service dog um, who is workable. So that's why we have the three of them is because the girls are going to get have puppies, and uh, and Django isn't. But like I said, he's four months old. He was really good today. I mean, he has to get better, but he he was very good today. Um, so, yeah, so we did that. Next is her eyes and her heart. So we could have done those on Saturday at the show, except we had the Moon Raven Apothecary event, um, the Animal holistic animal expo that we wanted to attend um, because we couldn't attend that last event. So we were like, we needed to attend this one. I really wanted to. And it was super, we met some amazing people. And a lot of our friends came, a lot of our clients came. who were also our friends and showed their support. So we absolutely adored that and seeing them out like that. So we, uh, we did that, but we can do it next month. Um, and I have to actually get that submitted in the mail. I'm going to write it down so I don't forget. Mail info for a Gypsy. Uh, what we'll do is uh, go up to Akala and have it, her eyes and her heart done up there. When we get word back from all four of those health tests, the eyes, the heart, the hips, and the elbows, she'll be good to go breeding-wise. <laughs> Which makes me happy because, you know, we want—excuse me about that—because um, we want to make sure that we're breeding healthy, good temperamented dogs first and foremost. Okay, so we do have some questions here. If you guys have any questions, feel free to comment and write them so I can answer them because I'm not a mind reader. Uh, Catherine says, off topic, but can you recommend a toothpaste that dogs like? I tried the Arm and Hammer Beef and Mint from PetSmart. Marshall doesn't like it. Too minty, not enticing enough. That's hysterical, Catherine. I didn't even know Arm & Hammer made a beef and mint toothpaste. I don't do toothpaste for dogs. I don't. I've had some clients who have dropped off for boot camp, and they're like, here's his toothpaste. Here's his little finger nubbin. I don't do, Out in the wild, dogs aren't going to brush their teeth. If my dogs need their teeth cleaned, I also don't want to pay $300 to put them under to have their teeth cleaned. So this is what I do. Are you ready? I'm not a vet. First and foremost, I'm not a vet. But what I do whenever the dog needs, their, when their teeth are yellow, right, and they need some cleaning done, they get a chicken leg, a chicken leg quarter, a chicken thigh. Um, if they're little, they can get chicken wing tips. If they're little tiny, like Chihuahua-sized t- dogs. Um, but they get raw chicken, absolutely raw, like fresh from the fridge raw. Like I'm going to slather it up a barbecue and put it in the oven, but I'm not. I'm going to give it to my dog instead do not cook it, do not blanch it, do not steam it, do not fry it, do not cook it, it is raw, and the nice thing, this is how I describe it to people, because I've had this conversation before, you know how when you eat Cheez-Its, or goldfish crackers, goldfish crackers, right, and you get like all the goldfish cracker crap in your mouth, and they're good goldfish crackers, but you end up with all of it between your teeth, and like in your teeth, and in your molars, and you're like trying to get the rest of the goldfish crackers out of your teeth, or Oreos is another good example. When you brush your teeth after you eat Oreos, like it's black. That's how it is with kibble. Dogs are scavengers by nature, right? Um, Their molars rip. They don't have like, our our molars are flat. Cow molars are flat. That's for grinding um, vegetation. Dog molars do not grind, okay? Dog molars, dog teeth are jaggedy sharp things and they rip, okay? I'm an anthropology major and we talk about how dentition shows what diet is. So dentition dictates diet, diet will change, you know, dentition. So if you have a bunch of animals who maybe you're developing a flat molar and that's beneficial, then the flat molar will get developed because they're gonna succeed, right? So with that, I will chuck them a chicken leg quarter. And uh, and they'll rip through it at first, they're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but that will clean their teeth. So here's my story on that one. My parents have a dog, had a dog, Mickey. And Mickey was 12 or 13 and came down to visit. And at the time I was feeding my dogs raw. Right so they get a chicken leg, a chicken leg quarter, or a chicken thaw, depending. Well, she was here and so we gave her a chicken leg a raw chicken leg absolutely raw you know those bags of chicken leg quarters from the store that are like 60 cents a pound that's what we were feeding them and jedi would get a whole chicken leg quarter and zoe would get either the leg or the thigh i'd get a cleaver and i'd chop it in two so she she'd get one or the other okay so that's what we do and mickey had never had teeth cleaning they don't you know we're not gonna brush but her teeth were yellow like she was old she was like 12 or 13 right so her teeth were were tartary and yellow So we give her this chicken leg at night, and she eats it. Well, the next day, like, half of her yellow was gone. So that night, she got another one, and then the third night, we checked her teeth after the third night, and they were as clean as a puppy teeth. They were white. This 13-year-old dog, 12-year-old dog, had white teeth after three chicken legs. It was amazing. I'm sorry, just saw somebody asked, don't they splinter? They do not splinter. Chicken legs, right, will not splinter. Leg bones, leg or thigh. Will not splinter if they are not cooked. If it is a cooked bone, any cooked bone, do not give your dog a cooked bone. They will splinter. A raw bone will not splinter. But also, don't be stupid. Okay. Uh, well, Vicky said, Vicky's also not a vet. So I feed my dogs chicken like that all the time, especially if they need it for their teeth. Um, so that's what I do because I'm not brushing my dog's teeth. I'm a dog trainer. I adore my dogs. I am not brushing their teeth. They will get the chicken, and they love it whenever they get that because they get to rip it apart, and it's so primal, and it's so great. You've got to ask yourself, too, if you have a dog who catches a squirrel or a mouse or a rat and kills it and eats it, like, it doesn't get lodged in their throat. Um, You know, the the bones don't splinter, um, but anything cooked, it will. So this is why I always wonder whenever I have owners sometimes who have, um, like, the bone – chew bone type of thing with it with like meat on it. And like they do it and it does splinter. I don't like those. No, I do like sterilized beef shin bones stuffed with peanut butter. Red Barn sells them. Uh, Chewy had them a case of like 25 or 30 of them really cheap for like a buck and a half each last year. And I got a couple boxes because I adore these. They are my favorite. Chew. We call them cement bones because they look like cement and they're bones and they last forever. Um, so I love those, but I don't like giving, you can't give cook bones. So don't eat a steak, give your dog the bone to gnaw on. Don't do that. But if we're, if we get, um, so we have our own cow in the freezer. Our own bull actually is in the freezer or steer. I think it's the steer now. Um, and they left the bone on whenever they were processing him. So sometimes there's a bone, like we'll get a round steak out and there's a bone in it. So because it's a smaller bone, uh, we give it to Zoe because she has the smallest mouth and we put it in a crate and it's absolutely raw. So she'll get to get the the meat off of it, the fat off of it. I will leave some meat on it and fat on it for her. She'll get the marrow out of it. It's awesome. And then we throw it away. I don't let it up for all my dogs to get. Cooking the band- bones change the molecular structure, says Michelle. So, yeah, so, so that's what, um, you know, we, we do for teeth is they get chicken. Um, little chihuahuas, you know, little dogs, little tiny whatever dogs, um, they'll maybe get a chicken wing or a chicken wing piece. You know, the wing tips that when you're making wings, like you end up with these wing tips, and you're like, I don't know what to do with these. Perfect for your dog. I feed them to Gypsy, even Gypsy loves them. But Gypsy loves everything. So, okay, Melissa asked, what has your length and training durations looked like over the last few weeks? I'm curious what reasonable explanations would be for durations for down, et cetera, say 13 to 16 weeks. Obviously, every puppy is different, so it's just a ballpark. So uh, Melissa, uh, training-wise, um, one or two training sessions a day. He is up to about four-plus cups of food a day. So we'll do those. Um, I brought some treats in my pouch when we I was working him today. Uh, whenever we were sitting waiting for the eyes, that was over a half hour and he was down for most of that just chillaxing so that's what i want here i usually don't ask that of him um he'll get up on my lap and fall asleep and i'm fine with that as he gets bigger it'll be more place um so he we had more small dogs and so his crate which he was too big for got allocated to the small dogs and so he has one of our suv crates in here so it's taller And Rich and Luke have been bringing it back and forth from the living room to the bedroom during the day. And then two days ago, we didn't. And yesterday, we didn't. And today, we didn't. So he has been good about not having to be in his crate all the time, which is huge because he gets a lot of crate time. So if he gets snorkeling, he's getting back in his crate and removing it. Training duration, uh, about 10 minutes, twice a day. That's what we work on with him. Uh, for training time. What am I working on with him? Uh, We do some nose work. I want a really good down. So that has really been my focus the last couple of days is to get that really good down whenever I say it. Um, And then the next thing's going to be the hand command for it. I like the splat for down. I don't like this because this always turns into this the whole way down to the ground and it gets annoying. Um, So I like the splat. So I'm gonna start overlaying that with the verbal command, but he's getting the verbal command. So we're working on sit down and stand. Uh, we're working on place, uh, touch, um, touch a target stick, um, some heel work, and nose work. That's what we've been working on with them. Um, but duration wise, like, like he will go on, play, he will go on my lap for an hour or so to get something to drink or pee so it's only about an hour or so, um, but that's not on place for an hour or so, okay, because uh, I'm, I'm flexible with that with puppies, you know, uh, but like I said, today, he wanted up on my lap, he has the funniest thing that he'll do, he'll put his front paws up on whatever, then he'll hitch up his back legs to get up, so if you go and you pet him, he'll he'll try to do it, thinking like, woohoo, I got it, so if you hold on to just his, his flat collar, he will climb his way up, because he's like, okay, and he will do that. So he was doing that with the bed. So when we laid down for our nap today, cause Rich had the eye stuff in and it was all dilated and I was tired. So we we took a nap today. Cause I knew I had this and I wanted to be red right, and Bushy tailed for you. Uh, but he wanted up in the worst way. So as I'm petting him, he's like trying to hitch up his back leg. So since we got the new bed, it's taller. He can't make it on his own. So, uh, so we brought him up and he fell asleep. Even though Rich was like, no dogs in the new bed. Yeah. He slept with us today. Uh, and and he did great with that. And then he came out, you know, I, I went out in the living room and put on one of the old master chefs because I'm marathoning those. And he came and curled up in my lap. We were watching um, Captain Marvel. We rented that last night and he slept with me for half of it and then Rich for half of it. So he's still a puppy. Um, he's only four months old. Not even. He'll, he's almost four months old. So I try to be easier on him. Uh, for some things like I'm not going to require a downstairs where you don't move for five minutes because it's not going to happen. And I don't want to get frustrated with him or set him up for not success when I could set him up for success, which is what I want to do. Um, you know, and, and so it's, it's moving. It's getting him active. It's getting him where it's going. Good. I hope that answered your question, Melissa. Uh, and, and that's some people until they're about six months old, And they're completely house-trained. Now, he has been really good lately. Knock on wood there. Um, He has been really good with his potty. Um, Hopefully, he will continue. Now, I still have the door open here so they can go in and out. So you heard them playing in here earlier with a buffalo horn. Him and Gypsy, and they just ran outside. Now they're coming back in. There's Gypsy. Hi, Gypsy. You know, but if he starts getting cranky, he gets downtime or he gets in the crate. Um, because I don't want him to have bad experiences. I want it to be fun. So at this age, it's short sessions, five to 10 minutes. It's uh, don't ask for something. It's like asking a kindergartner to be able to sit for a four-hour lecture. It's not going to happen, even if SpongeBob was the presenter, you know? Okay, here we go. a Dog is Gypsy a Golden. Breeder for Loki can change his paperwork. Yeah, Cheryl. So she reached out to the breeder to see if Loki, because Loki has his CGC. I think he has his novice trick dog title too. So um, if he would get his health testing, if they would change that um, over. So we'll see. Um, Cara says, I'm wanting to possibly take pandemonium maybe in public, not too sure, terrified. So don't do it if you're terrified, Cara. Wait until you're confident in her abilities um, and then do something dog friendly. I, uh, you know, take her for a walk around the neighborhood whenever that's going great. And you're like, boy, I want to really do this more. Um, try something. I'm trying to think. So the villages have the town centers. That's always a great place to start at. Um, you know, you could do farmer's markets, but beware they're usually crowded with people and dogs. Um, you know, you have, you have, you have options though. Um, but I want you to be comfortable with it first because a lot of that tension travels up and down that leash. So if you're nervous about it, um, she's going to pick up on that and be a beast because <laughs> she will. They they're, they're take advantage too, guys. They're not stupid. And if you're nervous, well, there's a reason she's nervous. I will scout and see what the reason is she's nervous. Oh, it must be that dog over there because he's the only new thing. I will bark that dog and get him to go away so she's not nervous anymore. All right? Uh, my dogs have awesome-looking teeth, said Nicole, all fed raw. Well, that's awesome, Nicole. Um. here Michelle says cooking the bones changes the molecular structure of the bone which causes the bones to splinter okay uh, and Melissa says I did answer her questions that's always good Um, Cara says she loves her walks good yeah yeah whenever she's doing so good that you're like man you are a freaking genius Um, you could try something new I believe you are over in Leesburg area and I think they have like the Venetian Gardens I don't know if that's dog friendly but when I drive by I'm like we should stop there sometime and we never do um, you know, so you get that. Um there's also there what is it? The um the, the, the area up in Lady Lake, um, the village area with the downtown area, if that makes any sense at all. I think the Rialto's over there, movie theater, Spanish Springs area, I think is what it's called. So you can now here's the thing when you're taking your dog out for an outing, you can also, I know there's a Lowe's over in um Leesburg too because we had to go over to it because when we were getting the light fixtures for the house, I thought we needed them like immediately and they didn't have all that we needed up here. So we ran out to Lowe's to pick it up. And then we found out we didn't need them for like three weeks. And I'm like, well then why the hell did I have to drive out to Lowe's to get them when I could have just ordered them online or had them order them. Um, But when we do service dogs at Disney or universal, it's about them. So this is my thing for anybody taking their dog out in public at any time, not just the first few times, but any time, if you get there and your dog can't handle it, you leave. Even if you're like, but I had a whole list of stuff I was going to get from the store and it's my service dog and my service dog just had diarrhea everywhere. You leave. You don't say too bad service dog. I'm taking you into the store with or without diarrhea because I have this list. Your dog dirty. period. You bring your dog out in public. If your dog is cranky and bites somebody, that's going to be huge and that's going to be not good. So you don't want to push your dog past their comfort threshold. So if you, if we get to universal and the dog just flips out and won't, excuse me, can't handle it. There we go. Um, We get to universal and the dog just flips out and and goes, cry, cry. Um, We we would leave. You know, um, our goal when we take the dogs there isn't to hit every ride. Our goal the first time is just to expose them to all the people, all the crowds, all the distractions. Maybe one ride, maybe two, depending on how well they do and how old they are and what they've been exposed to in the past. Unlike Django's first time we went to Universal, we did, uh, we ate out and we did the carousel twice. Like, and then they just let us stay on the ride again. Uh, And that was great. You know, I didn't want to take him on something that, like, we didn't go on the teacups the first time with him. Like, you want to watch it, and this is where it helps to know the parks, know the rides beforehand. Uh, when we went last week with Gypsy, we did Spider-Man. I would never do that with a first-time dog. And I didn't know what it was going to be like, because that was my first time on the ride, and it was super cool, and I want to go back. But um, but Gypsy was good. Era would have been good. Um, Candy and Django aren't ready for that yet. But now I know. So whenever I go there with a new dog and the new dog can't do it, either we ride or swap or we skip it because you have to know the different rides. Um, the Cat in the Hat's a good ride at Universal at the Islands of Adventure, but uh, not for a first time. You know, so there's some of them like I don't want the dog to be stuck here if there's an issue. So the carousel's great because it's easy. So, same thing with with any outing with the dog. Sorry, allergies, guys. Um, any outing with the dog. If you if you get to Home Depot and you're like, okay, we're gonna go in and get stuff, and your dog flips out, just leave. You know, or wait until your dog calms down and then leave. But I don't want to put the dogs in a position where they're not comfortable, and that's not panda. That's just every dog, and it's something I say because why is because because of what we do. Because we train service dogs at Disney and Universal. When clients come in to pick up their dog from boot camp, sometimes they don't live in the area and they want to go to the park for the day. And I don't blame them. It's awesome to go to the park for the day. And they get a ticket and they spend over a hundred dollars on this ticket and they want to get the most out of their hundred dollars for the ticket. So they want to be there the whole day. Well, the dog can't handle the whole day. So what we do is we'll either bring the dog to them or we'll meet them and bring the dog home. So maybe the dog's with them for two to four hours And then the dog comes home with us, sleeps the whole way home, sleeps the whole time here. Because that was so much. And the person still gets to go and enjoy the park, right? That's the best way to do it. Um, We've also done it where we we used to, because now we live about 45 minutes from the park. So it's way easy because sometimes it takes 45 minutes to get across Orlando, right? Or longer. So for us, it's way easy to just go down the park that way. Now, sometimes it can take longer to get in like Magic Kingdom where you have to park and tram and monorail to get into the park. Um, but we would stay on site when we lived in Gainesville because Gainesville was about a two plus hour drive to get to the parks. So we'd stay on site. We'd get a hotel there and sometimes owners would come with us and they'd have their room or, you know, we'd share room. And what happened was this was their first time at the park in a long time. So they wanted to go out and have fun and do stuff. Well, their dog was done. You know, after a few hours, the dog's just done. So I'm like, well, your dog's done. Like we, you can go, I will stay here in the room with your dog, or you can bring your dog over to my room, and I'm happy to watch him. But your dog has done it. And you cannot take your dog back to the park, because he's dragging, man, you're gonna have to put him in a wagon and push him. So so you have to watch that. And it's hard whenever you're spending goobs of money, you know, at Disney, in boot camp, to do that. Oh, and here's another thing, guys, I've had a couple people ask me, um Well, I don't go to the parks, so can my training be cheaper because we do include meetups at Disney and Universal with our service dog training. No, that doesn't change the price. We offer it because we go there anyway. You buy your own ticket. If it's something that you're like, but I hate the parks. Well, first of all, blasphemy. Second of all, um, you don't have to like to go. While we have your dog in boot camp, we take your dog there so your dog still gets to experience it because you know why. If your dog can handle that level of nuts and crazy, People, distractions, smells, sights, people from all over the world, carts, strollers. If you're not going to handle that, anything else that you throw out them is going to be a breeze. So that's why we like to train at the parks. It's not because you're a Disney not and you're going to be at Disney all the time. It's because if they can handle that, nothing else is going to matter. And what we find is when we bring the dogs to the parks, it elevates their level of training, which is super. Um, Cheryl says Marvel's been staying out of his kennel all night. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. And Marvel's also a daddy now. So Marvel and Pebbles have babies. Um, and Cheryl posted pictures of them. They're, I guess, two weeks old now. Super cute. Um, what else do I want to talk to you guys about? Let me know, again, what questions you guys have. Go ahead and write them in the comments. I do want to talk to you about Nipopo. So you guys know the Nipopo um, school that I went to, the silver and the gold. They have announced Dates. Uh, for the next set of school here in Missouri, in the U.S. So they do schools here in Australia and in Holland. So they announce the dates here. So over is November 11th through the 15th. If you are interested in the Nipopo method of training, which is hands down the absolute best and it encompasses everything, so it's fantastic, you want in on this, okay? There is, I shared up the information. You have to email. Do not message me and ask me what the price is. I do not know. Um, You have to message Michael. Michael is Bart's wife. Yes, her name is Michael. It's a family tradition, okay? It's good. She's fantastic. I adore her. You have to message her, email her. Don't Facebook message, email her, and she will get you the information packet, okay? Because it is a packet of information. It's not just here's the price, okay? Okay. Um, But she will get that information. I am going uh, with our Gainesville trainer, Karen. Uh, We are going together because I can return uh, at no extra cost. So we are going to silver in November. Um, I need to get my paperwork sent in for that. And then um, gold school is right before Easter. It's in April, but you have to pass silver first. So look at silver. If you're interested in it, it will change your life. It'll change all of your training. It'll make everything clear. A chorus of angels will come up and sing and play their musical instruments, and the whole world will make sense to you. It's super. I love it. Um, I did a, if you're in our professional woman dog trainers group, I did on Facebook, a um, Facebook live yesterday about it, um, some about what's involved, but you know, guys, it's a school. It's not a weekend workshop where one day is like eight hours, the next day is like four to six hours and you're done. This is a 40 plus hour school for two weeks. So about 80 plus hours in total. Uh, It's a lot of information. And to say, well, sum it up in 15 minutes, it's 80 plus hours of learning and information summed up in that time and you can't. Uh, There are no books about Nipopo training. They do not have any books out uh, because it's it's a a lot of hands- on on um, Lorissa, I believe you're coming out tomorrow. I think I've seen that you had um, done that. So we can talk a little bit more about it then uh, because I have to work on my presentations and everything else because gotta be the star student, you know. Um, but but yeah, so we can talk a little bit more about it. Uh, like I said, we're incorporating it into all of our training. Um, so part of that is a little weird because there's things that we've been doing for years that now we have to change. Um, there's things which has to build me to make things easier. Um, so we're like I said, we're working through with that to, to get everything aligned. And then they have a fantastic support group, you know, Michael and Bart, and then Jackie, who's the host of it. They are just all absolutely amazing. Um, love it. Love them. Like super people to be with, you know. Uh, and it will elevate your training. Okay. So, yep, see you tomorrow. Perfect. Yeah, I need to write it down in my book here because like I said, I got the I got the notification, but I like to write things down in my book because it's easier for me that way. So if that's it, guys, I'm gonna sign off so I can go play with the little goat baby before it gets dark or before it rains again. Because, you know, we're in Florida. Oh my gosh, Gypsy and Django are playing out the window with one of those pooler purple rings. Gypsy has it and is running around, and Django's chasing her, and he She's slowing down for him, but he's keeping up pretty decent. Oh, and then he didn't go for that. He got—he likes to try to bite her in the ear. But she doesn't want pierced ears. Please stop it. Um, but she's so good. She's going to be such a good mama. And know she's on her back and he's on top of her. And she's like, no, and giving him hugs. Yeah, super weird dogs. But they're so cute. And they're best friends. So that's always good oh and Rue who doesn't usually like other dogs seems to like candy so I think that's super uh there he goes running off on his own uh thanks yeah it's just allergies um hope you feel better soon um which you know it's a pain but yay Florida and I'm also allergic to dogs too I'm really allergic to horses but you know this is what I do is train dogs so I'll deal with a claritin every day so I hope you guys have a super week. Message me if you have any questions, if you have any um, ideas for what you'd like me to discuss and talk about, what questions you need me to answer. And uh, I will see you guys next week at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Dream Dog Central Florida Dog Trading Facebook page. And then you can also find me. I try to get it uploaded on Wednesday to our podcast and to YouTube, but sometimes it doesn't go up until Thursday or Friday, depending on how long it takes me to download the video. Can you have the link for the Red Barn treats you were talking about? Let me see if I can find it here. So I'm Googling it, if I Google the whole thing. Hopefully it'll come up pretty quickly. I think this might be it. So I got on Chewy, Red Barn Bones, Um, Large Peanut Butter Filled Dog Treat. This is what I like. So let me come back to the one here. And I believe I can add comments at the bottom. Here you go it should have gone up. Did you guys get it? Yep, there you go. It just popped up here. Um, That should be the link for it. They have different sizes. They have like cheese and I think maybe a beef or a chicken or something like that filling. Um, And it's chewy. I get everything from chewy if I can. Um, The case of 15, that's what I got. So it's $86 for the case of 15 said they were on sale for like 35 so I was very happy about that 30 35 um they're they're kind of expensive thank you you're welcome Catherine. I like I like them we've used them for your some of them are stuff some of them aren't so you might be able to find it at your local pet store as well chewy if I ordered now I'll get it tomorrow usually so I like chewy because it's faster than me getting to a pet store Okay, I will see you guys hopefully maybe at Comic-Con Ocala this weekend. Uh, Let me know. And then like I said, we do have a group class on Saturday at 9 a.m. So let me know if that works too. Okay, see ya.